Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's Lakers versus Suns tonight in the in-season tournament quarterfinal. Can the Lakers advance to Vegas and in the words of Rui Hachimura, get the bag? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everyone, for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always going to be free, never behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with 22,000 subscribers to the show, all of whom are I think more excited about the in-season tournament than they anticipated, Andy, because the league is more excited. Uh, the players, the fans, the networks, everybody is more excited about this thing that has worked out really, really well. And the game's on uh, Monday night heading into tonight's other half of, of uh, quarterfinals. have really reinforced that in ways that we'll talk about. Um, we'll talk about maybe other ways that the league could even improve on this thing more and some of the value that it has for the Lakers. But first, Andy, I want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, There is actually a a game um, that is important for the standings that the Lakers will be playing in-season tournament stuff aside, but Lakers and Phoenix tonight at the Crypt. This is the third time these teams have played but it's looked different every time because the cast of characters keeps changing for both teams. Well, to some degree, yeah. And a reminder, by the way, um, Lakers playing the Suns tonight. It's uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time in in season quarterfinals, baby. And you can catch every basket of the Lakers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. It, it's been a little bit of different cast of characters, maybe on the Lakers side, but there's been a big consistency on the Sun side, which is no Beal, no Booker. Right. That has that has been the case in both games. Um, the Lakers won the first one, 195. Then the second one, 122, 119, which I was looking up just uh, the previous games just to refresh my memory a bit on some of the details and what happened. And the 122, 119 win ended up what could be you look back on as a kind of a pivotal game in the season. It was the first game that Cam Reddish ended up starting and the first game that Austin Reeves went to the bench. And it was right on the heels of Reddish getting set up for that three by LeBron against Miami that uh, Reddish missed. And, you know, because this happens every single effing time LeBron doesn't take a shot like the last shot of a game. We do the billionth regurgitation of, did LeBron make the right play? Why doesn't LeBron just take it over? Michael Jordan would have never passed off, even though we can find like 50 examples of Michael Jordan giving someone else the last shot in a big big game, big stakes. But, you know, LeBron said, you know, Cam, knowing that I trust him, my guys, knowing that I trust him will pay dividends. And Cam ended up hitting what turned out to be the go-ahead three in that yep. second win over Phoenix. Um, this game, though, is going to be different because Devin Booker is going to be available for the Suns. And 
Devin Booker, if you have not been paying attention, he's missed some games, but the ones that he's played, damn, that dude's been good. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting because you know, we, we these two games we focus so much on who's playing, and then we have um, you know, these the who isn't there, and it's early in the season, we don't really worry about it, all this stuff. But you know, the season series between the Lakers and the Suns could end up being extraordinarily important. And I don't, I mean, this is one of these things that was sort of unexpected. Um, the Lakers originally, when the calendar came out, were going to play the Suns four times. Now they play five. And unless I'm missing something in terms of like playoff tiebreakers and stuff like that, head to head is still going to be the first thing. And so, whereas the Lakers before with it like 2-2, like you could end up in a tie and then it goes to some other record, like you win one more of these games against Phoenix and you solidify that you yeah. have a tiebreaker over them. Like the idea of having the tiebreaker over the Suns in the first week of December, like this is meaningful. Like that is a real tangible thing that the Lakers can lock up that goes well beyond the in-season tournament by winning this game tonight. Um, it is, you know, Rui Hachimura said at practice on Monday, by the way, the Lakers practiced on Monday, an extra day off, thanks the to in -season the in-season tournament, tournament. man. They're not effing around. Uh, but they did get an extra day of rest uh, because of the tournament, and so they practiced, which is something they have not done in a long time. It's <laughs> something NBA teams honestly don't do much of anymore. Not much time, but also, yeah. too, like, teams that have been as beat up as they you don't have enough guys <laughs> like they literally ran out they're running out of people um hachimura said at practice on monday that he thinks quote thinks he's going to play uh on uh tonight <clears throat> darvin ham said that he tried on a different kind of mask uh this one was black versus the clear one that he uh attempted he warmed up in before saturday's game but let's no, actually warmed up in the clear mask before saturday's game like in the shoot around, like the the forty five minutes or so before tip off, what I heard though was I think there had been a shoot around or a Friday practice, something like that. That's when he had tried the. I don't know if it's the same black mask, but he tried a black mask that apparently wasn't working. So he's this is again this is what I had been told, uh, and then he switched to the clear mask. It can be a little bit confusing keeping up with all this. Like I told you, when I watched when I watched Rui warming up in the clear mask, you know, granted, it's not my face, it's not my nose. Everything looked fine to me. I would <laughs> I would have like 40 of them on the bench. And every yeah. time I missed a shot, I would just angrily take this mask off and throw it and get a different one. Because I mean, then it would he, clearly be the mask's fault that I'm missing shots. He was making shots, he was running comfortably like these guys, though, are so particular about everything with, with good reason because right. the details are, are what got them to this place to begin with. I would I would also remind people well, this is I there are certain I, I would always say when when Nash was with the Lakers, for example, it was a total disaster, obviously, except for the few games that he was able to participate in, we were lucky enough that we were able to, you know, credentials, You could, we were there early, and you could watch him do his pre-game routine and go through everything and, you know, shoot and this and that, whatever. He never missed, like, any no. shots that he took, like, ever. No. Um, 
and it was, it was just a remarkable thing to to watch him to watch Kobe before. Like, but pay Steph. attention, Steph. When pay attention whenever you see practice footage of NBA players, they almost never miss. Even the ones who are like you know seven footers who are standing out uh, at the three point line casually just throwing three pointers in um while talking to like the towel guy <laughs> like they're not even looking what they're doing and they're so good the ball almost always goes in so you know hachimura looking comfortable in like a shoot around scenario almost doesn't like it you can't tell what's happening because they're so good yeah that they just never miss like it's it's insane. Um, by the way, if you do ever get a chance to, you know, I know Lakers tickets are expensive. If you have the opportunity to, to go to the crypt, get there early and watch yeah. these guys warm up. It's worth absolutely it. worth. It. But swing um, it though back yeah, to Booker um, and his availability. Given that the Lakers should have, you know, Gabe Vincent, we've talked about before, is a big right. time no. TBD, but they should have everybody else. One of the things I'm really going to be watching for in this game beyond just the shape the rotation takes, you know, we talked about that in yesterday's show, just how does Darwin handle having a full complement of players or the fullest it seems to be for a while, but in particular, the amount of wings that he all of a sudden has, he went from like none to a surplus. Christie, Vando, Reddish, Rui, combined with Prince, you know, Prince being the guy who'd been there the whole time, uh, Christie just starting to play in the other three in and out with injuries. I'm really curious to see what type of effect that full presence of wings can potentially have on just making Devin Booker work, getting him out of rhythm, throwing all sorts of different looks at him. But more than that, actually, there's there's something that I think the we'll get a chance to see about the Lakers and the Suns as a potential playoff matchup, um, and I'll, I'll run it by you next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can celebrate this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that pays off. Just $5 bet a team. They win. Don't even worry about the spread. You get $150 in bonus bets back. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff, all the options right there at your fingertip in an app that's easy to use. But of course, there are also NBA options for you. The Lakers right now, six to one odds to win the in-season tournament. They are tied odds-wise. Vegas, with, baby. With the Suns, Tuesday's opponent, the Lakers are one and a half point favorites to take out Phoenix in LA tonight. Um, also, Anthony Davis, 75 to one to win MVP, six to one to win defensive player of the year. LeBron, 95 to one for MVP. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. And enjoy this NFL season. Enjoy sports across the board with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. So nobody really knows what it's going to look like when Brad Beal comes back, Andy, for um, Phoenix because he's barely played. But I think you can make an argument that because especially, too, when you think about potential defenders for – you know, Phoenix's stars, you have to include Anthony Davis, who's going to, you know, take some reps on Durant, uh, depending on who's on the floor and all that other kinds of stuff. Between all of those wings that you talked about that that are looks for Booker and 
um, all of the defensive options that they now have on Durant, you can make an argument that the Lakers are about as, I don't want to say as well-equipped as any team in the league to defend the Phoenix Suns, <clears throat> because I, it's, I, I, I'd have to, I, someone I'm sure could prove me wrong. They're about, though, I think as well-equipped to try to defend a team like the Suns <clears throat> as you can be between Vanderbilt and AD and, um, <clears throat> you know, LeBron and some of the stuff he can do all, you know, Reddish, Christie, and, you know, all on and on and on, Vincent, if he's ever healthy. Like, that lays out pretty well for for the Lakers. And if the if the Suns want to counter um, it, it could involve, you know, leaning on Nurkic more and making sure which isn't always how they like to play in terms of, you know, the, the extra large body out on the floor. No, I, I, I mean, and also to be honest, I mean, Yusef Nurkic is, you know, he's not a great offensive presence for them to begin with. So, you know, I mean, he can be okay. Right. He's not he's not a total disaster, but he's a situational player and he's clunky. It's a right. clunky fit. It's not right, terrible. Exactly. It's clunky. Right. He he changes, like you said, certain elements of how they want to play. So it's it puts Frank Vogel, who you know we saw in his three seasons with the Lakers. I think if he has his natural druthers, he is inclined to go big. You know, I mean, I I actually think, you know, I I understand the reasons that Phoenix decided ultimately that DeAndre Ayton was an untenable presence for them and just too much bad-ish had happened and they had to move on. But I 100% believe beyond just the reports that had come out, just having watched Frank Vogel for three or four seasons he was coaching the Lakers, that he would be excited at the prospect of DeAndre Ayton. Mm -hmm. I think he would be less excited by Nurkic because Nurkic is not as good a talent as DeAndre Ayton, other than as a passer. He's a better he's, passer. He is, yeah, and he's a he's a uh, you know big body. Sure, you know, and he's he's played okay. I mean, he's, he's playing twenty eight minutes a game and, no, I, and all that. I, I, he's not one of these, you know, you know, close to the basket, you know, super efficient. You know, three point. You know, he's he's twenty six percent from three, forty seven percent as a field. Like offensively, like you say, it's and not then, great. And then in the meantime, too, with this game in particular coming up, in looking at the matchups, first of all, uh, Christie against Eric Gordon, I think, could be a really, really big matchup because without Brad Beal, you're really looking at Eric Gordon and provide more of that scoring, even at this age. Gordon can still give you problems. He's super strong. And mm -hmm. that, you know, other than we, we've seen Christie go at a variety of different offensive players trying to check him. And one of the guys that he had the most success with was Donovan Mitchell. And Eric Gordon is not as good a player as Donovan Mitchell, but they share certain characteristics in terms of that driving, in terms of that overall strength. Again, like Gordon is a really burly dude. So I'm looking forward to see how that matchup shakes out because I'm sure we're going to see it. I also think LeBron will be checking at times, KD, mm -hmm. A, because the matchup's going to dictate it. B, I think LeBron is going to want to because I think LeBron is really excited for this matchup. I think he's excited for this tournament. I've talked about before. You know, I, I've said this three or four weeks ago before all of a sudden everybody started agreeing, hey, 
It seems like players care about the tournament. I think LeBron really wants to win this thing because he recognizes there could be historical implications to this tournament if it catches fire and becomes part of NBA culture. And he wants to be remembered as one of the main guys and the leader of the first team that yeah. won the in-season tournament. I firmly believe that. I think there could be some truth to that. And, and you know. And great. Great. Go for no it. No problem. And look, even, you know, I don't care how rich you are. $500,000 is a lot of money. But even beyond the money, I think there were some things about this that we, the Royal Basketball Public, um, to one degree or another, <clears throat> underestimated. And it was really reinforced Monday night with the the games that were played there, the game in Indiana. Um, that was a great game. It was a great game with an incredibly enthusiastic crowd supporting a pretty good, not great yet, but pretty good. <laughs> they are in game. incredible on one side of the ball. And then when they have to defend that other side of the ball, they it's, give a lot of it back. Well, that makes them fun to watch. Um, you know, but like guys like Halliburton, and right, but like for a franchise like Indiana, the opportunity to have the entire basketball universe looking at you is something that never happens. So the Pacers, like this is a big opportunity for them. Then you look at the other one, you know, Sacramento was the whatever two seed last year, three seed. Two seed. And um and no, so three like seed. they were the three seed. seed. Yeah, Sorry. they were Memphis was two seed. And so they yeah. were they're a good team, but you know, it's Sacramento and they're playing New Orleans. Like these are again two teams that have to fight for spotlight and the chance to go to Vegas, whatever, is a really big deal. And so to some degree, the combination of the games count. So you're going to take them seriously because you're going to take them seriously because they count. And then if half of the teams elevate because they are interested in winning this tournament, you know, Boston was clearly, their players were clearly interested, whatever. There's a little self-selection goes. Those teams that elevate are going to eliminate the ones that don't. But also, if you kind of care and want to make sure you win your your regular season game, and the team that you're playing really cares, and that you have to raise your level, and that's going to, uh, there was sort of in like this pulling effect up, an elevating effect. You don't need everyone to buy in. You just need some people because that will force other people, for whatever reason, to really take it seriously. Um, and so. Uh, the the psychology and competitiveness of NBA players, I think, is something that was broadly underestimated. And then little things like extra home game, and you know, uh, the, but you know, obviously like a tiebreaker opportunity trip to Vegas. NBA yeah. players like going to Vegas. You and I, in the beginning, like neither one of us were anti this tournament at all. No. At, wor at worst. We thought it would be no harm, no foul. And, you know, it wasn't something that really interferes with the regular season. Nope. You know, both of us were somewhere between indifferent to it to skeptical that it would that it could take off immediately. Like both right. of us thought the way I thought this was a long term. This, yes. this, I thought this was a long term project that exactly. could work. Exactly. But it has worked faster well, than I ever would have expected. The thing that I and I think you and most people underestimated was the idea that players could get this competitive over something that quite literally was just recently invented <laughs> just that, you do, that you don't quite understand 
the stakes and the stakes might even feel fake. But what we, we all underestimated is these guys are psychopaths yes, when it are. comes to competition. Like they are competitive about everything. And the minute you put a trophy and a prize beyond like the, the financial stake to it and you know what it means to the Castledons and Maxwell Lewis's of the world, like, or even we've seen the Rui like Hachimura say, and LeBron's of the world. We should add a fifth quarter for players only making $2 million and under. Right. But like beyond all of that stuff, these guys want to win. They want to win anything they yes. do. They want to win it all. Yes. And once you put this as a pyramid of winning, <laughs> they don't need to understand why. And again, we, the royal we, and certainly you and I, we dramatically underestimated and just frankly misjudged it. There's one and I'm happy to be wrong. Oh yeah, it's because it's great. There's no it's again, we used well, sort of sort of no harm, no foul. And as kids grow up, they'll be like, this is something that's normal to them, and it'll eventually be I don't even know if it's gonna take that long. <laughs> it took two weeks. Yeah. There's one other thing that I think contributes to it, and I'm curious uh, um too about uh Rui's comments about uh, getting that whole bag um going to Vegas, but we'll get to get to all that stuff and wrap up the show next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Game Time. And when I was around 12 years old, the police, they're on the synchronicity tour. They are, they were and are my all-time favorite band. And it was a hard ticket to get. And I initially could not get seats. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make that big of an effort to see if I could score them yeah. somewhere else, find friend with connections, whatever, because I'll just see the next tour. Well, mm -hmm. there was no next tour. They broke up after that. So I learned. Because yeah, you didn't go. Nope. I learned in that moment. When it comes to a concert that you want to see or just not disappointing sting, Carpe Diem, do not miss out. And that's why I love Game Time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy shows, and theater near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over tickets, get hyped for the fun. They offer images of seat views, the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row or less, game time credits you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress using game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. So, Andy, there's still a lot with this tournament that I know we want to talk about. So I, I don't want to we don't have to actually get deep into this conversation, but I want to tease a conversation for the everydayers that we'll either have, you know, later in the week or um, you know, next week or whatever. Um Colin Castleton is currently averaging 22 points a game on only 13 shots. So if that sounds efficient, it's because it is. He's shooting 67.5%. He's averaging 12 rebounds a game in 31 minutes. He's averaging 4.5 assists. He's averaging a steal and a half, a block and a half. At some point, you wonder if the production that Castleton is putting up as a South Bay Laker, could influence what the Lakers do with their bigs. And so I just want to put that out there at a time when he's crushing it and Wood and Hayes, uh, who the Lakers have no attachment to really, are not. 
So I, w- I would like to have that conversation at some point. Okay. Anyway, we'll table it. Thank you. But I, I just don't know if people were aware of how well he's playing for the, uh, for the G League group. Um, anyway, so one other thing that I think is making this seem like a really big deal is because the league partners, because they have to, I, I understand that. Like every commercial, every game, every whatever, it's like, it's mid-season quarterfinals. It's mid-season. It's like, it's like, and I'm finally, you see enough of this stuff, like, yeah, it's mid-season. Like, you know, the jokes on Twitter become like, um, you know, becomes like you kind of laugh at it at the beginning and whatever. But like the more you kind of do it, it almost becomes self-fulfilling like guys joke about it at the beginning but then you kind of see someone taking it a little seriously so you start to take it a little seriously and then all of a sudden like the 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 hype kind of matches the enthusiasm i just thought i just thought the media coverage of this is a contributing factor to what you're talking about Okay, I, I wasn't quite sure what you were. Uh, yeah, I, I was asking. curious if you, if you agreed. I mean, of, of course. Look, the, before this season began, much less the tournament, I said multiple times, like when it comes to the the league, you know, trying to crack down on load management and you know guys generally resting, which we've talked about before. I think is to some degree an overblown talking point. Mm-hmm. But one, but one thing I kept hammering home is. When it comes to these games, you better have a damn good doctor's note if you're going to end up missing it because Adam Silver and the league, they're not effing around. Like, And the idea that they were going to debut this thing and you would have a bunch of players choosing that night on TNT in this thing that you're trying to turn into a tradition that you choose that night to sit out, nope, that is not going to happen. Like it no. is important to the league that the players and the coaches and the owners and, as you pointed out, the league partners, you have to treat this as a thing. Even if we're all discovering and figuring out what the hell the thing even is, nope. you have to treat it there. like a thing. As it's turned out, the amount of buy-in required has been no. surprisingly low. Which is great. Yeah. And let me, and along those lines, like Rui made it clear, like Lakers want to go win $500,000. Like the, each player, they want to go, they want the pride of winning the thing. They want to, they also want to go win the money. Like they are interested in winning half a million dollars. Um, I do not blame them for that. Um, it, it raises the question because people say, oh, you need to offer more money. Like, would it matter if it would, would fans care more? Would people care more? Would players care more if it was a million dollars as opposed to five? Because I bet they could find somebody to, you know, find a way to get the revenue to, to do that. Do you have to put up, you know, people have talked about like some kind of playoff benefit, um, whether that's, you know, an automatic play in for the 10th spot or something like that, or you get to play the team that would be the 10th seed or so you get some kind of Avenue, like whatever it might be. Or do you think actually for now, this is enough? I mean, so far it seems to be enough. I mean, we have not been talking at all about trying to, you know, ramp up the enthusiasm amongst players. Again, it seems like these, I think they are probably to some degree surprised 
by how excited they've become over this mm -hmm. thing. If for no reason, then like all of us, they didn't even know what they were stepping into. Right. Um, as far as you know, trying to incentivize it even further, I wouldn't have an issue necessarily with uh, you know, if you win this thing, you are guaranteed the 10 seed, for example, in the play-in, like automatic 10 seed. Because once you start getting down to that 10, for the most part, the difference between the 10, the 11, or the 12 becomes pretty marginal. And you know what? If you got screwed as the 11 seed that otherwise would be the 10 or whatever, you know what? Right. Win a few more games, get your bleep together. Like, right. So and half the time, a team that it, the team that wins is going to be in the playoffs anyway. Right. Exactly. Like, it, it, would it be to some degree, I guess... Uh, unfair in loose finger quotes to that team that lost their 10 seed ability to try to win two games and get the eight seed, I guess. Yeah. But you know what? Then do better in the in-season tournament or get the nine seed. You know what I mean? Like life isn't yeah. perfect. You should not. I've heard some people float the idea of you automatically get into the playoffs. Hell, Hell no. no. That Absolutely is a, not. That, def that so undercuts the whole, one of the big purposes of this tournament, which is to try to, goose interest in the regular season make the regular season matter more you undercut a lot of that by right. wrapping up one team for a playoff <laughs> in, in December 18 games in we're good to go yeah All I right. mean it just it, that is a horrible idea I would also be careful about increasing the money too much mm -hmm. like 500 grand is obviously it's a lot of money you know, by real people standards, as we've sort of learned, even by players worth hundreds of millions of dollars, they still value 500 grand, but it's low enough that it doesn't feel potentially grossly it's incentivizing. Exactly. I'm so happy you said that. You start turning this into a mill, a mill five, $3 million per player. It's gross. It, it gets becomes a gross. It becomes off putting. Yeah. Like, it, and, whether it should or shouldn't, I think it will. Right. It will it will backfire. What I like about the the way that this is going so far is it actually allows I thought the league was going to end up needing to tweak a lot, like tweak, 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 tweak every year, trying to find the formula. This actually allows them to go slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, because the enthusiasm is there. That it wouldn't shock me if they almost did it exactly the same next year to see if you get similar results. Just make the courts slightly less red. The red teams need to come up with a different red. Yes. Like Indiana's court was a little little out there, a little goofy for me, a little silly, but whatever, I don't care. Those red ones are just too hard to look at. Like yeah. I mean they, they burn out my corneas. I yeah, they I mean they're flat out unsettling. It's, you can't it's have those crazy. anymore. No, okay. <laughs> like the it's rest of the old courts man yells at clouds. I just no. it, it's, a, it's a tough watch. Rest yeah. of the courts, I don't some of them I've liked. Like I think the Lakers and the Clippers have both had terrific. Yeah. Lakers court could be that color all year long. Yeah, yeah, the the Clippers was very good. There's been some others I've seen that are good. Like, and the rest of them that I don't like, honestly, I don't care. Well, the the red is more than aesthetic thing. It's almost like a safety issue. <laughs> um, but like I think the other the last thing is that I think will continue to grow is teams will get better. Like you see Indiana, Indiana, for example, clearly used this as a way to teach a young team about something close to a playoff, what the playoffs are like. And so as more teams understand the potential value of this tournament and player. I think that'll be something else that helps perpetuate this. You know, a team like New Orleans can use this as a, a way to learn about 
playoff preparation and playoff intensity. They should probably rig it so you always end up in arenas like Indiana, like Sacramento, like New Orleans, where the fans, like Oklahoma City, where the fans will be into it. Yeah, um, it, I mean, if that feels like a reach to anybody listening right now, James Worthy, um, you know, he of Showtime and Four Rings fame, said on a recent postgame show, he's part of the Spectrum uh, postgame uh, team for the Lakers, he said the exact same thing, that he felt like it's kind of a preamble to a playoff mm-hmm. atmosphere. And if James Worthy thinks it feels like that, I think we can all agree it feels like that. Well, I'm not going to say it's it's James. I mean, it's James Worthy. I'm going to agree right. with him. Um, well, we'll see, Andy. Do the Lakers get to go to Vegas, baby, and get, as Rui wants, the whole bag. Well, uh, I mean, we will we'll find, find out. this out. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, in-season tournament quarterfinals. Lakers trying to punch their ticket to Vegas. Every basket of the Lakers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. You can catch them all. Search Lakers. We will see everyone tomorrow. You forgot what... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.